May I first of all bring the greetings from the Church of England and the Diocese of Liverpool and all the saints around there to the saints gathered here today for worship and sacrament. A festival to celebrate all saints is a reminder to the faithful in Christ about their collective identity, existence, and mission. Today, we are not celebrating the life and faith of any individual or a particular group of individuals, but the whole body of saints. Therefore, we are reaffirming that we are all connected to each other in the body of Christ in a way that transcends the limitations of time and space. So what are we doing today as we celebrate the Feast of All Saints? I might just actually reflect on four different aspects. Firstly, it is a celebration of ordinary people, not of heroes. All Saints is a celebration of ordinary people, not of heroes of faith. Unlike on normal saints' days, like Saint Peter, Saint Paul, or Saint Matthew, or Saint John, and so on, no one is named in today's festival. There is no one lesser or greater here. In fact, the focus here is on those who were never named by church, the church councils, and the hierarchy. We are thinking of those who could not make it to the church calendars and lectionaries, or those who did not catch the attention of the bishops and cardinals. And this group surely includes those faithful who were rejected by the church, and those faithful who were even persecuted and tortured by the church down through the centuries. The focus today is on all the baptized and redeemed people of God. If we survey the list of the saints named in the church calendar, we will find the diversity and variety of people, women and men, noble and lowly, breathtaking in its range. They come from all sorts of conditions and are of various types, the poor, the hungry, the meek, and so on. This is a source of hope for us all, and it is tremendously encouraging. There is a place for everyone in the Church of God, and a special place for the lowly and the humble. God does not need heroes. He needs faithful and ordinary people with extraordinary love. Someone defined a saint as an ordinary person with extraordinary love. And this day is not about celebrating heroism of some people, but the sainthood of all 
ordinary Christians. Secondly, this feast is a celebration of God's achievement, not human effort. What we are celebrating today is God's achievement, not human effort. If saints we celebrate today are not heroes, what unites them all, and of course us, together? Each one of them was unique and different, just like we all are. But they were all related to God, or God found favor in them. It was not their achievements or qualities, but God's grace and grace alone. This festival today comes to us with an invitation to recover the vision of the church, which is God's and not ours, and to rejoice in the abundant mercy in Christ that accepts us just as we are. We are celebrating God's achievement, not ours or our forefathers and mothers in faith. Even the most celebrated saints were not superhumans. They were ordinary in their struggles and doubts. I had the privilege of knowing and working with one of those saints recognized by the church today, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. During her dedicated service to the poorest of the poor in Calcutta, she asked many times, are you really their God? She was a constant warrior and doubter. And she said, God still uses a sinner and rebel like me to achieve his purposes. So today, we are celebrating God's achievement in us. God's achievement is all about empowering and reversing. In today's gospel, you will see that the persecuted ones are still seeking to make peace, and those mourning are still showing mercy. They do not give up. God has transformed them. In their weakness, they are safe because they know that they will see God. Normal human standards and assumptions are turned around. In Christ, God reverses the values of the world. So the saints are not heroes of holiness, but the poor who simply hold on to God. God achieves all these through the Lordship of Christ. In him, God has won the world. Thirdly, the Feast of All Saints is an invitation to recapture our vision. It's an invitation to recapture our vision. The agenda in our reading today, particularly the Gospel one, takes us quite outside and beyond the church to the world and its peoples. 
to the desperate needs and longings of so many. Those who have become victims of the widening gap between the rich and the poor, international debt, economic injustice, the violation of women and children, fundamentalism, racism, and so on. And it is a call and its fulfillment in the lives of the saints that we celebrate at this festival today. This festival confronts the mediocre nature of our own discipleship today. This is an invitation to a radical discipleship, to be radical followers of Christ. A sincere reflection on the good news of Jesus Christ can move us from terror and dejection to hope and commitment. Our gospel reading provides a list of proactive spiritual disciplines or ethical imperatives that would help sustain the saints of God until the end of the world. These are not just self-redemptive exercises. The saints do not just march on through this world merely celebrating their privileges and hope. But by their very character and behavior, they become agents of God's transforming mission in this world. There is a vision that we need to recapture today about us being the agents of peace and justice. Fourthly, this festival of all saints is a challenge to lead a holy life. A challenge to lead a holy life. All Saints Festival is a challenge to all of us, inviting us to a holy life. Holy life in the scriptures is not perfect life, but a life of love, compassion, and peace. Our gospel reading sets out a vision for Christian character. In laying out some snippets of blessedness, these readings offer a foundation for the kind of holy living that is celebrated on All Saints Day. Holiness is not perfection. Being holy is being separated and consecrated for special purposes. It has to do with God's calling not with our effort. It does not make you perfect or even expect you to be perfect, but it makes you available for God's purposes in this world. You are holy because you belong to a holy God. Matthew portrays what life is like in the reign of God in a subversive and in a very threatening way. Blessings and woes are placed side by side. The reading does not exalt poverty or grief as if they are virtues, and they pity those who are benefited and honored by the present system of injustice. God's reign calls for an alternative manner of life, that swims against the stream, or for embracing a counterculture. 
the saints are those who struggle to live out this alternative way of life. And today's feast is an occasion to celebrate faith and hope, and our faith and hope, as well as God's faith in us. But the saddest reality is that we, as the body of Christ on earth, haven't lived out this radical discipleship. And we haven't lived out a holy life. Rather than being an agent of transformation, we have aided and practiced the evils that Jesus condemns. Churches' active involvement or silent support in the face of evils like slavery, racism, gender discrimination, and homophobia are just a few examples. That is why All Saints Day becomes an occasion for repentance too. A holy God who made us holy expects us to be a holy people and righteous people in this world. So today, let us celebrate the lives of ordinary Christians and celebrate God's achievement, not human effort or work. And let us be reinvigorated by a vision for future, a vision for God's future as far as our world is concerned. And let us recommit ourselves for saintliness in Christ, not to be perfect, but to be separated, recognizing our calling to be available for God's purposes in this world as agents of hope, justice, and peace in the very world in which God has placed us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit,